I am Grandpa, and I love you. I'm Grandma, and I love you too. Welcome to our podcast, Grandpa and Grandma Bedtime Stories. We share some stories that will make you laugh. We share stories that might make you cry. And we share stories that will give you courage to choose the right. And these bedtime stories will help you to dream sweet dreams. So get on your pajamas and say your prayers. Turn out the light and hear our story tonight. Good evening. For tonight's bedtime story, I'm going to tell you about a girl that I met in fifth grade. She was the first girl for whom I had real romantic feelings. As you are growing, it's good to have friends. If you are a boy, it's good to have friends that are boys, and it's good to have friends who are girls. If you are a girl, it's good to have friends that are girls, and it's good to have friends that are boys. And it is important to do so. Someday, you will start to have romantic feelings for those of the opposite sex. You will feel something exciting. And this is good. It is so good. Sometimes people call this being in love. When you grow up, it is good to get married to your best friend of the opposite sex for whom you have romantic feelings. Right now, I'm married to my best friend, Tamara Stell Mulford Hill, and I have romantic feelings for her. Before Tammy, I was married to my best friend, Juanita Ray Hill, and I had strong romantic feelings for her as well. Tonight, I will tell you about my first real crush, a girl I would think and dream about. This was in Mr. McMillan's fifth grade class at Branciforti Elementary School in Santa Cruz, California. This girl was very tall. I mean, super tall. She was like five foot eight inches tall, which was about six inches taller than I was in fifth grade. Can you guess how tall I was in fifth grade? You are right. You are so smart. I was about five foot two inches tall in fifth grade. When she sat down at a desk, she was so tall that she looked like she was still standing up. For some reason, I thought she was the most beautiful girl I had ever seen. I tried to sit at a desk close to her desk, and I wondered what her name was. I wanted to be near her. Mr. McMillan read the names of everyone as he took role for attendance. I kept looking to see when this new girl would respond to her name. And then the sweetest words I ever heard were when she responded, here, to the name Lane Namolini. Though her last name was uncommon, it sounded familiar to me. During the day, I found myself just looking at her frequently. During math, she distracted me. Though I was very good at math, it was hard for me to remember my multiplication tables that first day of class. During P.E. that first day, we had school-wide races and other physical fitness activities. As always, I was one of the slower ones in the 50-yard dash, but one of the faster ones in the eraser shuffle agility drill. I was slow, but I was quick. The boys ran against the boys, and the girls ran against the girls. 
When Lane ran her first race, she was 15 yards faster than any girl in her group after only 50 yards. Then they ran all the girls together who had won their races. She won by about 10 yards. Then she ran against the fastest girl in the sixth grade, and she won by about seven yards. Though they didn't usually do this, she ran against the fastest boy in the sixth grade, D. Heron, who ran like lightning. He was a legend. Everyone was excited and cheering. The race was very close, but she won by about half a yard. All of the girls erupted with loud cheers. Dee just hung his head because in those days, boys weren't supposed to get beaten by girls. This all made me like Lane Namalini more and more. Who was this girl? In those days, most kids rode their bikes to school. Parents were not afraid of their kids getting kidnapped, so almost everyone just rode their bikes or walked on their own from their house to the school. After school, I saw Lane get on her bike and start riding on the same street that I was going to ride on. I thought about following her so I could see where she lived. Then I noticed something fall out of the basket she had on the back of her bike. She had not noticed that it had fallen. I rode up and found that it was a nice pen that had fallen out of her basket. I stopped, picked it up, then pedaled as fast as I could until I caught up with her. I was nervous, but I said fairly loud, Lane, you dropped this. I showed her the pen. She stopped, and I rode over right next to her. I handed her the pen. She smiled at me and gave me a big kiss. No, just kidding. She didn't do that. What she did was smile and say, thank you. And then she rode off. I felt so happy. Lane Namalini had smiled at me. Lane Namalini had spoken to me. I had done something nice for her, and she appreciated it. It made me feel so good. I still remember this very clearly, even though it happened almost 60 years ago. Then I found out why Lane was such a good athlete. In those days, I was an avid San Francisco 49er fan. I was listening to the opening game of the season on September 15, 1963, against the Minnesota Vikings. It was a very close game. They mentioned that one of the 49ers players, Leo Namolini, was playing in his 160th straight football game for the 49ers. I put two and two together and realized that Lane Namolini was Leo Namolini's daughter. Wow. Let me tell you a little bit about Leo. He was the legendary tackle for the San Francisco 49ers. He was the first number one and first pick in history for the 49ers in 1950. He played both offensive and defensive tackle and was on the all-NFL team on both offense and defense. He ended up playing 174 straight games between 1950 and 1963. In most games, the only time he rested was during kickoffs, timeouts, and halftime. He was very strong. His teammate Joe Perry said, he would slap you on the back and knock you 20 feet. Six years after I met his daughter, Lane, 
Leo Namalini was named to the NFL's all-time team as defensive tackle and inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. During the fall, I listened to every 49ers football game and would watch them on TV whenever they were the game of the week. They did terrible and only won two games. They lost twice to the Green Bay Packers. I wish the 49ers would lose to the Packers more frequently now. In school, I did like to think about Lane and dream about her on occasion, but I was never really even a friend to her or talked to her very much. I do remember on November 22, 1963, all of us were called in from recess. We wondered why. And then Mr. McMillan told us that our president, John F. Kennedy, had been shot in Dallas, Texas, and that he was in critical condition in Parkland Hospital in Dallas. Mr. McMillan brought in a television and we watched the news together all afternoon. I do remember that Lane cried a lot that afternoon. And when I saw Lane crying, I cried too. I remember that I prayed so hard that President Kennedy would live. And I remember being very, very sad when Walter Cronkite, a famous news anchor on the CBS network, announced that the president had died. I wondered why my prayers had not been answered. I found out that we had a new president, and his name was Lyndon B. Johnson. Lane Namalini was only a crush, never a girlfriend. Actually, she rarely paid attention to me, except for that one time that I gave her back her pen. It seemed like lots of older boys liked her, and that she liked them. But I have always thought about her. When I was writing this story... I looked her up on the internet and found out that she had become a beloved school teacher and a successful volleyball coach and is living today with her husband in Cupertino, California. Well, that's my bedtime story for tonight. In future stories, I will tell you about other friends that were girls and even girlfriends. They should be very exciting. Hope to share those with you again. As you are growing, I hope you will remember that it's good to have friends. If you're a boy, it's good to have friends that are boys, and it's good to have friends who are girls. If you're a girl, it's good to have friends who are girls, and it's good to have friends that are boys. And I hope when you grow up that you will get married to your best friend of the opposite sex for whom you have romantic feelings. Happiness is being married to your best friend. I know from experience that that is true. Well, sweet dreams, chocolate creams, sleep tight. Don't let the bed bugs bite. I love you. We hope you enjoyed tonight's bedtime story. We hope you felt our love for you. And we hope you will have sweet dreams tonight. We love you so much. <laughs>